By a show of hands, I want to ask a couple questions. First question is, and it's along the same lines, raise your hand if you became a Christian so life would be easier. Okay, let's try something else. Raise your hand if you, be, you were baptized because being a Christian was going to be much more fun in your life. No? Or what about you're, you're, you, we follow Christ because we want to be wealthier. We want to have more money in the bank. Um, no, that's not going to work, is it? And raise your hand if, if you became a Christian so you could be standing up here as an elder giving your first sermon. Um, I can tell you, if 20 years later, I can tell you that's not going to be the case. I didn't think that would ever happen, but here I am. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be with you here this morning on this Sabbath to give the word and glory to our Lord. Uh, my, my, my sermon today is titled, Adversity is a Blessing. And it's... Um, we're going to go deep, and, but very, but very um, uh, quick. I want to make sure as my first sermon that there is no adversity in, in listening to this sermon, so I'm going to keep it to about 30 minutes. So if it is bad, it's not, as, it's not going to be a curse. So let's just take care of the, you know, the, the end result there. So getting serious here, uh, pain, suffering, and adversity is, is definitely a part of our journey in Christ. As Christ carried his cross and fell, he picked it back up, and he made the ultimate sacrifice for our benefit. And so, how many times have we come across in our journey talking to non-believers who have said to us, hey, I don't want to be a Christian. You guys have it tough. I want to have a good time while I'm still here. In fact, I'm just going to wait until I'm on my deathbed, and then I'll ask for forgiveness so I can have my cake and eat it too. That's unfortunate. That's not how it works. We know that we're fortunate enough in our, in our journey with Christ to know that we're not of this world, but we're living for the next. And during, this, during our journey, it's, it's to, to walk with Christ and to exemplify his example in our thoughts and our, in our actions and our words. But getting to pain, looking at... You know, ben Franklin has that, that saying that we've all heard, there's two absolutes in life, that's death and taxes. I would say the third is we all suffer at some level or another pain. We all suffer in this life, and that's really what I want to dial in on because it doesn't matter if you're a believer of Christ, an atheist, a Buddhist, um, a Muslim, we are not exempt uh, in this life of, ex- of experiencing suffering. It's going to happen. It does happen. And so how do we deal with it? And we're lucky enough to, to where we have Christ as an example, right? And so that's, that's where I really want to go in, in this sermon. I've seen a lot of great sermons um, along, along the way, you know, looking at the, the prophets, prophecies, beatitudes, parables, um, looking at all facets, but I've really never seen a sermon um, at least in my travels, really getting into the nuts and bolts of how do we deal with adversity on a day-to-day basis. And so that's where I want to um, uh, take it and, and see what we can come up with. And so let's, let's go to the slide, the first slide I have, um, whereas life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% is how do we respond to it. 
Okay, so let, let's, let's go ahead and pray and so we can take this to several levels of, of worship and glorifying God. Bow your heads, please. Uh, Heavenly Father, we are here today to worship you, to, to glorify you in our, in our gathering today here in the sanctuary as well as out on, on in the virtual uh, Facebook and YouTube eventually. This is the time where many souls, unfortunately, are suffering. During the holidays, they're experiencing loneliness, alienation, despair. And so, Lord, we pray for, for those, uh, those brothers and sisters uh, that they can see that there's something more to what they're immediately experiencing, that there could be an opportunity to, to find out more about themselves and improve themselves and, most importantly, take the scars of suffering and see a better side of it, a, glorif- a, glorif- a glorifying of their lives through you, Lord. So, Lord, please bless, bless this sermon and give me the, the words that will help each and every one who is hearing this and seeing this sermon today so that they can be armed in this world that wants us to be apart from you. Give us the tools and the, and the, and the weapons, Lord, to, to glorify you and fight the negative thoughts that we have when we're experiencing suffering, and to see beyond what the true glory is in this world as we, go in, as we hope to be in the next. Ask this to Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, so we're looking at, we've gone through in many of these kind of sermons in, in the past, we look at the physical, which is the health message. We look at the emotional, which is the love of God and our love with God. And we, we talk about the spiritual, which is faith, of course. But there's one part that I, I keep wanting to look at, and I want to fill in a, a blank, and that is the mental part. The mental, the mindset, the perspective, the perception we have as we go in and out of our daily lives. That's where free will exists with our relationship with God. It's, it's that inner voice that we listen to every single day. And is that inner voice always looking out for our best interest? It's not. And that's really the key in our journey, I think. And that's where I want to dr- drill it down to. Because that's, that's where, in every decision that we make, are we living in fear or are we living in faith? And that really determines how we, um, we look at the, the trials and tribulations of life, but also how do we project ourselves to others in the world who are seeking Christ, and that's very important. So you hear some glitches, you know, um, glitches, uh, cliches that are out there that try to address this, that tries to give us some kind of sense of it, where the, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. No pain, no gain. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right? We can keep on going. Where in every storm there's a silver lining, and out of lemons you can make lemonade. So there, there's some wisdom there in the secular world that has biblical undertones, of course. So let's, let's get some, some scripture in and, and, and start setting the table. So let's go to the next slide, Jonathan, if we could. And I'll read it to you. It's from Romans. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace of which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Next slide. And not only that, but we also, and I underline, glory in tribulations. 
Okay, that's the um, adversity that we're experiencing. The tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces the character. And the character then results in hope. And that's really what we're, that's what, this gets to the meat of the coconut, the core of the sermon, and really the core of why um, it's important to have adversity and suffering as part of our, of our journey. And I'll, I'll qualify that. I mean, that's a big statement, but think of it this way. There's another saying out there, smooth seas don't make for a skilled sailor. So, if life is all rainbows and, and unicorns, how, would, how are you going to be challenged? How are you going to know where you stand? More importantly, how are you going to know who you, who you are? Because when everything is all um, peachy um, and, and non-eventful, you can get very lost very quickly in this secular world. And you start forgetting what's important. And so that, there's where we start hinting into the blessings of the suffering. And there's various degrees of suffering, which I want to talk about as well. No one wants pain. No one wants to experience suffering. But as, as uh, Jesus has taught us, and scriptures will be showing us, it's, it, it comes, not only it comes with the territory, but it's an instrumental, instrumental, instrumental part of our, our lives. And it's something to be embraced, not tried to avoid. So let's go to the next slide. So we're talking about mental. I wanted to bring in a psychologist, a very famous one, Carl Jung. He has no tree can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. Now there's a couple of interpretations that, uh, that you can take. I think one of them you could easily say, you got to go through hell in order to get to heaven. Uh, I think it's with the seven-day Adventist lens, I would look at it more like, you need to be grounded in your character. You need to be rooted in your character in order for you to blossom and to grow towards heaven and have a, an opportunity to, to meet our Lord when he comes and have an opportunity to spend eternity with him. Let's go to the next slide. Let's, there's some good things here. I, one of my favorites is Winston Churchill. If you're going through hell, keep on going. Don't stop. So don't, don't, don't stand by and just see what else is going to happen. The cure for pain is in the pain. The most difficult thing in life is to know yourself. All right, I, I want to take a second on that. The most difficult thing in life is to know yourself. It's really hard to know who we are. There's a reason why people are lost in their phones or watching TV they just, we just don't want to deal with ourselves. We don't want to deal with our problems. We just want it to exist, decompress, and not be in touch with who we are. And what happens as a result of that? We get lost. The only way we come back around to ourselves is when we are forced to, to go to funnel down to what's important, and that's when adversity is, uh, is, is an ally. All right, so let's keep going to a couple more secular. Show me a hero and I'll write you a tragedy. It's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters. Then we go back to that slide I opened up with. How do you react to it? 90% of what happens to us is how we react. 
Viktor Frankl wrote a um, book right after World War II. He was in the concentration camps. He wrote a, a famous and best-selling book, Man's Search for Meaning. And he saw the horrifying tragedies, atrocities that happened there that we're all aware of. But what he discovered is they can, they can take away his physical, um, his physical abilities. They can take away his emotional but the one thing he found and he wrote about, which was very profound, they can't take away his mind. They can't take away his response to all the adversity that was being um, um, inflicted upon him. So he kept his, own, his identity and he was able to, to get through it. And that's a great example for us to follow. In the last quote, that kind of wraps it up on, on the secular um, worldly side, out of suffering, here emerge the strongest souls, the most massive characters are seared in scars. We all are scarred, aren't we? We have scars that you can see, and there are scars that no one can see but you, and we have to carry them. Are they, are they, um, are they going to be crutches, or are they going to be um, examples of victory, um, not just in your life, but also for our Savior? So we have them, and how do we carry them? What I'd like to do now is um, I'd like to play a video for you. It's about five minutes long. Um, It's a secular video. It's it's motivational. It addresses pain. I'll I'll ask you to look for the biblical undertones of this. They don't refer to God, but there's a lot of God in here. And then I'll see you on the other side of it, and we'll, we'll, we'll break it down. Go ahead, Jonathan. Play it, please. I don't care how good you are, I don't care how talented you are, I don't care how much you work on yourself, there are some times when things aren't going to go right. There are times when anything that can happen will happen. Life happens. The unexpected. The uncalled for. The unintentional. We've been damaged emotionally. Damaged spiritually. It may be your business. It may be your heart that is broken today. It may be the number in your bank account that is screaming, you are broke. You can break physically, you can break mentally, you can break your heart, you can break your spirit, and all of those are gonna leave a mark. But the mark that they leave can be the mark of victory, It is staying with the breaking that produces the blessing. It is not what you go through that determines where you end up. It's who you listen to. Because I think right now, you are walking through a valley between two voices. One is wisdom, one is worry. One is gratitude, one is grumbling. One is blame, one is faith. Because every time you break, and in every way that you break, well, it's a chance for you to give up and for you to fall apart. But there's also opportunity to get stronger and get smarter and get faster and get tougher and get more stable and get more resilient and get Keep going, and if you can find a reason to keep going, I know you're strong enough to do it because you're human. 
that every human has what it takes to get past whatever they're going through if they decide to push through it push through it tragedy and trials come to everybody only the strong survive the fight isn't over sickness that's going on in your life right now whatever it is I want you to say I can beat it I can beat it I will beat it I must I got a family to live for I ain't through yet my life ain't over yet there's some things in life you don't need no degree for you don't need no money for it you don't need no support for it there's something in life you just gonna get through when you tell yourself I'm gonna get through this Regardless of what happens to your life, regardless of the adversity, regardless of the opposition, regardless of the trial and tribulation, nothing can stop you. The only thing that can stop you is you. No situation, no circumstance, no piece of adversity. And I'm not retreating. I'm not running. I don't care what they say on paper. I don't care if you say we outnumbered. We live by this and we die by this. We don't retreat. We don't run, we gonna stand, we gonna live, we gonna die by what we stand for and everybody gonna know what we represent and what we're part of. I got staying power. I got staying power. Be encouraged today that no matter what you walk through, no matter how broken your marriage is, no matter how many times you failed, there is within you a spirit that is greater than whatever is going on around you. If you be willing to fight your way through this battle, fight your way through cancer, fight your way through that academic struggle, fight your way through divorce, fight your way through it. If you are willing to fight your way through that singing career, fight your way through boxing, fight your way through football, I'm telling you at the end of the fight is going to come victory. God that we are not alone in this fight. Praise God he's with us every step of the way. The question is though, are you going to be a negative believer or are you going to be a positive believer? Are you going to face this adversity with dread or are you going to face it with optimism seeing that God is somehow trying to forge your character and help you get to that next level? Okay, let's like I said, there's, there's some biblical undertone, so let's see if we can just touch upon a few of them. I, I have a couple of the, the... Go ahead, Jonathan, put that back for a second. Have the camera on me for... If you can put that back, thanks. We're not ready to go to that slide yet. In, in review of, of the, the video, there was a couple things that came out for me. Let's see if it did for you. It is staying with the breaking that produces the blessing. Opportunity to show the world what you're really made of. I'm a Christian... 
I'm a man of Christ, and nothing's going to make me go on my knees other than worshiping our Creator and Savior. The only thing that can stop you is you. Once again, you have free will. You have a choice to make every single day of whether or not you're going to follow our Creator and our Savior, or you're going to succumb to the, the woes of the world. Never let circumstances or adversity define you. You define it in your response. Everyone is going to know what we stand for and a part of. I think it's self-explanatory. There is within you a spirit that's greater than whatever is going on around you. And obviously that's the Holy Spirit. We have the opportunity to choose and ask for God's spirit to help us and comfort us in those times of adversity and suffering. At the end of the fight is going to come victory. Yeah, that's going to be eternal life with our Savior. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. As you take the form of what you're supposed to be, you'll see in the act of standing up, an act of fighting on, and you'll become and you'll remain unbroken. Now, there's so many different ways you can look at that, but my immediate thought is our Savior died on the cross for us, and that one bone was broken, right? And so that, that to me is the, the biblical undertones that underwrote this video. So let's go ahead and, and, and get into Scripture. Where is Scripture in on this? It, it's everywhere in the Bible. I had so many um, quotes that I had to cut it back. So I got about almost a dozen. Um, and see if, it, if you see a, a common theme here. So let's just start ripping through it. Let's start with James 1, 2, 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience which is really perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may mature and complete, not lacking anything. Next slide. But the rejoice, and this is First Peter, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Next slide, Psalms. It's good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes or decrees. First Peter again. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you all have suffered a while, perfect establish, strengthen, and settle in you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Second Corinthians. Next slide, please. For our light affliction, which is about for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight for glory. James 1, 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, which is the trials and tribulations. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Psalms again. Many are the, are the afflictions, the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. That's just a few examples. I may have one or two more. All right, so up to this point, talked about adversity, we've seen a video, we've read some scripture. 
But there's got to be a question that um, some of you are asking and say, all right, well, wh- where are you, Slevin, you know, the, as an elder, uh, a new elder here? Wh- what's your experience with, with adversity? It's, it's one thing to talk to talk, but have you ever walked the walk? And so I'm going to um, share with you um, my journey a bit so it can give some, some context, right? Um, I say, what, six years ago, and two, six years, two, two months ago, I was sitting in the doctor's office in Thomasville, urologist. He walks through the door, and he said, how are you doing? Now, for six months leading up to that, he never walked in the door, asked me how I was doing. So I was saying, well, I think I know what's coming. So he comes to me, and he sits down, he looks, asks me how I'm doing, and I'm like, give it to me, doc. He says, you have cancer. And... My response at that point was, you have cancer and we need to do immediate treatment. It was prostate cancer. And my immediate response to him was, well, can we wait a little while before we go ahead and do any treatment? And he was surprised because he he said, if you don't do this right now, because he got upset. I think he even said a few words I can't repeat. He said, if you don't take care of it right now, it's going to kill you. Now, up to this point, this wasn't my first rodeo with adversity. And I was, I, was, I was ready for it, and I'll share more about what happened since that point. But in my life, going back to when, you know, when I was younger, I lived in poverty. I was kicked out of my house at 17. I'm a high school dropout. I, I faced death many times in a car accident, drug, near, a near-drug overdose. Of all things, a parasailing accident. Um, that's a story in its own right. And when I faced those adversities, uh, I didn't have a relationship with Christ. I was not saved, but I knew he was there. When I had the drug overdose, that one day I, I drank, I smoked weed, I did crack, I did LSD, and I also did cocaine. I, I was surprised when I woke up in my bed in my apartment that I couldn't move a muscle. I felt my life slipping away. I called out to Jesus I said, Jesus, if you have saved me, I will never do drugs again. And, and he did. When I was in parasailing, uh, a 10-minute ride turned into a 45-minute ordeal in a storm. I prayed my guts out, and he saved me. But unfortunately, I just looked at Christ as break glass in case of emergency. There was no relationship. There was no admiration. There was no respect. It was just like, you're there. I'm here. I'm enjoying life. I'll call you when I need you. Don't call me. I'll call you, right? And, and thankfully, thank God that he had patience and he made me his project. I went into the Air Force and I, I found Christ. I accepted Christ in my life. and It was a wonderful thing. And, it, and, and in Vespers, I've shared that. And maybe in a, down, uh, down the road another sermon. But it was wonderful. I left the service. I went um, on a lark down to Florida from New York. And I had a buddy who asked me to, you know, hey, come stay at my place. So I packed up everything in my little car, drove down. Uh, he answers the door. And he said, I got good news and bad news. The good news is you can come on in. Next, you know, but the bad news is it's my parents' house. They don't want you staying here. You can stay one night. And so I wound up living in my car for three months. I was homeless, but I had a mobile home, right? And so I, I slept in my car and uh, took showers at the beach, worked a night shift. Um, it was a, there was adversity, but I had God with me. I was not worried. And lo and behold, while I was homeless, 
I would meet my, my wife-to-be. Got married, wound up becoming a Catholic. Don't hold that against me, but, you know, that's... It, it, it was a start. I found Jesus in the service, and I was looking for a church, but I was looking on Sundays. Never even found it, you know, the seven-day Adventist, unfortunately. And so I, um, I, I get married. The day we come back from our, our honeymoon... Um, my wife, who was making two-thirds of the income as well as the, the, the health benefits, lost her job. And I was going to college. I had to quit my job, you know, quit college. I had to get a job. The pregnancy, you know, we wound up finding out that she was pregnant a month after we were, we were um, married. And the, the pregnancy now was difficult. We had to be on COBRA. That first year, what, from January when we were married to November, was a struggle, but I had God. God was there. I even became a confirmed Catholic. It, I was in a joyful state, and I was, I was like, this is, is this what you're giving, Lord? I'm good. And in November, I had my daughter, Mary Catherine. And I said, I have something wonderful for all. The blessing out of all this adversity was well worth it. And that was the best Christmas of my life in 1993, um, or 1992, excuse me. All right, so now here's the adversity part, and... Um, uh, January 9th, my six-week-old daughter died in my arms. She was a victim of SIDS. And so it was, it was devastating. I've, I accepted God. God was with me. He was with me. And I struggled to make this young family work. We made it through it. And, and now she died. And so... Um, it didn't stop there, the adversity. Suffering kept on coming. Not only uh, did that happen, um, my wife was going to start her new job two days later. So we stopped paying um, COBRA end of December, and she was going to uh, start her new job, I think, on January 11th. In that window, there was no medical benefits. So now not only buried my daughter, I'm getting bills. I'm getting collectors. And I'm saying, my God, why is this happening? Is this what I get? I was a negative believer now. I went to negative believing. I said, is this what I get? Are you punishing me for all the mistakes I made in the past? And I got angry with God. I got very angry. And so those, few, those months after, after which the marriage was in, in, in trouble, my relationship with God was hateful. And um, I, I, came, I came to a, a reckoning with, 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 um, with our Lord. And um, I had it out with him. And I wrote a blog about it. I have a blog called EnduringGod.com. If you uh, want to read that, the, the, the day I curse God, you can, you can not only um, see what I said, but the miracles that came from that. Because I did have it out with him. And I thought I was... I was going to be damned to hell for the rest of my life. And I didn't care at that point. I was lost. I was gone. Um, but immediately after going, saying what I said and thinking I'll never be forgiven for it, I was forgiven. And I felt the love of God that I've never felt since. And once you know that the bills that came, they mysteriously went away within weeks. So there was blessings there. And I, I left that experience knowing that I know God's love 
at such a deep level that nothing can happen to me from that point where I will ever doubt him again. And so, yeah, life didn't, um, you know, life was up and down hills, uh, valleys, uh, mountains. Uh, the recession, more adversity. I lost my business. It took me out. Um, I then, the marriage uh, uh, had troubles. It wasn't working. It was falling apart. And then six years later, or six years ago, leading up to that, I'm sitting in a doctor's office, and you know he's telling me, you have life-threatening cancer. And so I left that office. Uh, he had to give me a, a hormone block a shot right then and there. I, I said to him I didn't want the treatment because I, in two weeks' time, I had the, um, the obstacle course race championship in Cincinnati, Ohio. I've been doing all this obstacle course racing, and now I'm in the championship, and now I have to miss that. I was more concerned about that than whether or not I'm going to live or die uh, you know, in the next year. And so I, I had to forfeit that, of course. And as I'm driving back um, from Thomasville into Tallahassee, you, know, you, you always wonder when you look into the abyss of your own mortality. So we all kind of dread that is when the doctor says, you know, you're, this is going to kill you, you got cancer. No one likes, cancer does suck, right? Um, how are you going to respond? Because you think you know, but until you actually go through it, it's, it's a different story. So I looked into that abyss, and I, I, I said to God, God, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, here's the challenge. I know you have some blessings here, and I know I'm not going to know them today. I'm not going to know them tomorrow, but I'm going to give it everything I got with your help. And so I, I wound up going and having three months of intensive um, uh, radiation. And every day I went there, I either went to the gym before or after. Sometimes I couldn't go either, so I was actually doing burpees in the waiting room. And, and the, the, other, the other guys that were there for the same treatment we're now like trying to figure out what's going on with this guy. And so I got a chance to do some witnessing. And I said, God's with me, and you know, why, why change life? All right, I got to change some things, but I'm not going to change everything. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself, that's the point. Where are you getting your strength? I'm getting it from God. And I'm getting it from the scars that I've had leading up to that point in my life. And so after the, after the, um, after the treatment was done, I celebrated by... Less than two weeks after the radiation was done, I, I did my first 50-mile marathon um, on the beaches of Destin. I wasn't going to let cancer you know, get the best of me. Now, you're probably saying, okay, the, you, know, you, you weren't broken, you had the right attitude, but where's really the blessings here, Slevin? Where's the blessings? Let me tell you, this is, this is where it really gets good. During that time, I was like, okay, I got hormone blockers. And by the way, I had to be uh, hormone blockers keeping testosterone away. Testosterone is what feeds the cancer cells. So I was on that for a full year. I just want to tell the ladies that are here and listening that you've gone through the change. I know what hot flashes are, okay? Uh, I, I'm a better man. This is a blessing. I'm a better man because I understand. I sat in the pews here with some hot flashes going on, and it is hard. So um, you have my admiration and even more respect. But that's really not the, the, the big blessing. You know, the blessing here is that, I'm just going to tell you straight up, getting cancer was one of the greatest blessings I could have ever had. And let me tell you why. As I was going through the fight to defeat the cancer, which I have, it's gone. Amen. Praise God. I am healed. Um, I, I, I said, okay, 
doing the radiation and the hormone therapy is one thing. I, what else can I do? So I went ahead and I started looking at dieting. I started looking at nutrition. And I, started, I, remember, I knew this one woman who was a vegetarian who kind of talked a little bit about um, health. And so I, I, I was talking to her and, getting, and forged a, a friendship. And um, I, we st- really started, I started learning more about the message. I started learning about Ellen White. I got so intrigued, I asked her, hey, can I go to your church? She brought me to this church. And I found out, you know, and this church was wonderful. They didn't even have a pastor. You know, the head elder was running things. And Bill, if you're listening, God bless you. You did a great job. Thank you for your leadership. Bill's now, I think, in Michigan. And Gary, our head elder, is doing a wonderful job now. Um, pray, you know, praise God. And, um, and, and so I, I really started thinking, this is like Little House on the Prairie. Everyone's coming together. I'm a big Little House on the Prairie fan. It really worked out well. And so I started really wanting to come to this church. And so bundling this all up, that woman is now my wife. Praise God, Sharon. Yeah, she's the one who brought me here on the health message. Um, I'm a, I was baptized three years ago, right up here, um, as a seven-day Adventist. And now I'm an elder speaking before you right here um, this morning on this great Sabbath day um, um, to exclaim the, the greatness of God. And also, as we look into the scriptures, what we saw here, um, you know, what are you made of? The world's going to see what you're made of. I wound up working with the hospital and starting a program called Guy Talk, where there was a lot of men that didn't really know much about the prostate cancer or about the fight, and so they would refer people to call me, and, and I would give them my experience, because that's really part of what adversity is. We get experience through those scars and suffering so we can help others. And we have this now experience. And that's, that's the greatness of God. He knows how to use us and, and forge our character so we can not only be better men and women and better Christians, but better um, in our relationship with our Lord. So let's go to the next slide. Well, before we go... Yeah, let's go ahead. Adversity, it makes you run to God or run away from him. As simple as that. Are you in fear or are you in faith? So it's almost, so we went deep, but let's go kind of intermediate. As the saying goes, be careful what you ask for, you might get it. Right? Especially if you're praying to God and you're praying for, let's say, I want to have a better job. I'm, I'm, not, you know, I'm not happy in the job I'm at, or I want to start a business, I want to write a book. And yet something weird happens. And that is, people lose their jobs. And the negative believer is, who is looking for a career change is saying, God, why are you doing this? I got a family to feed. I got bills to pay. What have I done to offend you, Lord? A pos- the positive believer is, thank you, God. Now you're clearing the way for me to finally find that new opportunity, whatever it is. Or sometimes you're just um, procrastinating so much, God just like, I love you. I'm just going to give you a kick and a little boost ahead. You lost your job, but you're going to land fine. But what's your attitude? What's your mindset going to be? Are you going to be fearful of, of the consequences? Or are you going to see the opportunity? And most importantly, you're seeing God working in your life right? 
And so he's giving you guidance. And so how you, how you respond to it is going to determine how, how are you going to turn out in your journey with God, right? Let's go to the next slide. And we're, we're winding it down now. And the conclusion, I think this is our last scripture reading. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of, mer- of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So we're, we're paying it forward, aren't we? For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consol- consolation, or comfort, also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation for a prize here, and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for our consolation and salvation. Next slide. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that you as we we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consol, uh, consolation. Napoleon Hill, uh, one of the um, folks that I follow on the on the philosophy of success said in every um, adversity has a seed of equal or greater benefit. My mother-in-law, my former mother-in-law, who's now since passed away, said, when a door closes, a window opens. Or if you cast your bread upon the waters, it'll come back strawberry shortcake. She was diabetic, so she really liked the sugar. So, you know, go figure. But the moral of, of, of all this is you really... And this is kind of the, the racer in me, the endurance racer. You have to embrace the suck, as we say. Life is going to throw you some curveballs. It's going to get tough. You've got you to gotta be tough. And with, with the Holy Spirit, you can gut through it. You can get through it. It doesn't mean you're not going to have your moments of despair. It's not going to mean that you're going to be sad or angry. That's part of being human. But you can get through it knowing that you have a Lord that you can go to and, and who's going to listen to you and give you the necessary tools for you not only to endure through it, but also to become better as a result of it. And that's how our character is really forged. Next slide, please, uh, Jonathan. So suffering will indeed come, but God can give us grace and power to overcome every trial and to fulfill our purpose and our mission in his kingdom. So don't despair. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Look at your scars. Look at your, your pain and, and, and embrace it and make the most of it. And how many people have you met in your lives, including yourselves, where you look back on your lives, or they have, and all these atrocities, all these different um, trials and tribulations and they tell you, and then at the end, they, what do they say? I wouldn't change a thing. And that's a great thing. Because that's, that's why deny who you are? Because that's, that's what's made you, warts and all. Next slide, please, Jonathan. And, and I think we're winding it down here. So life without God is an open wound. Life with God is a scar. But, but notice... That scar is healed. And that's God healing you if you allow him to work with you.
So we are crucified in Christ. It's, it's not how we fall as Christians, it's how we get up. And Jesus picked his cross up three times on his way to, you know, to, to his death. And so we have a great example. And how dare us to ask the question, why? Because if our Savior, if, God, if the Son of God is here, was here on the earth and he suffered, what makes you think you're so special? Why are you such a victim? That's, that's, that's a mental decision. That's an attitude that you can work on. And I hope this sermon has given you some, some tools to look at. So let's, I'm going to reiterate one of the, the, the um, scriptures that I think really sums it up. We started it off with it, and I'll, I'll Romans uh, 5, 3, and 4. And not only that, we also glory in tribulations and the suffering, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance the character, and the character ultimately hope. So feel good about the adversity. Don't worry about the hammer falling. What's going to happen next? It's going to happen, whatever it is. Just know that you're walking with Jesus, and more importantly, he's walking with you. And you can overcome any of it. Um, last slide, if you don't you mind putting it up, is uh, if I have a blog. I try to glorify God in enduringgod.com. Um, if you want to read about the day I, cr- I uh, cursed God um, and what he did, I think it's, um, I would appreciate your comments. So that's, that's the sermon. I hope it wasn't too long. I hope it wasn't too much suffering. I appreciate you here in, in the sanctuary and those on uh, Facebook and, and work, being with me on this sermon, and I pray for you. And let's, let's go ahead and pray as we close out. Heavenly Father, here we are together as a community of faith to praise you, to recognize you, and to call upon you to be in our lives to give us that comfort and that strength in times of, of weakness, times of suffering, time of pain. Give us the real, realization, Lord, in those moments what's most important and what's, what are you trying to teach us and help us through so we can be better Christians, we can be better men, better women, and better disciples so that one day when we do meet with you, that you can welcome us and be proud of the life that we've lead, led. Help our inner voices and in that we make the right decisions and give us the, 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 the ammo, the tools to, en- to engage life and also to be an example for others through our strength. Please bless us as we go into the holidays. May we all be safe. Pray for our family members, our friends, those who are suffering. And even our suffering, Lord, give us your spirit so that we may endure into 2021 stronger than ever. Ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.